What's up, everybody? I'm Ryan Byrne, one of the hosts of the Madhouse Podcast. I'm joined with my co-host, Connor Graham. hey This week, our special guests are Ian Figueroa. What's up, everyone? Brendan Christie. Howdy. And Chris Siragusa. Yatta! So, uh, how's everyone doing? See any of this big news? Oh, yeah. A lot of big news. news. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are you talking about? I'm kidding. <laughs> let's uh, kick it off with the big one, I think, that all of us were surprised by, which was Dead by Daylight. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Ooh. So, Dead by Daylight. It was the expansion. I, so is it like a full expansion or just like DLC? Um, The way Dead by Daylight does new killers and everything like that is typically they'll have a a, a new expansion dlc called a chapter mm. um and typically that entails one killer one survivor and uh a new map okay um yep. sometimes they branch off and they do just killers or like i don't think they've done just survivors no they have just yeah. survivors with ash ash williams Was that but um they can branch off and they'll do where it's either one killer one survivor as their own pack um but this one caught me by the biggest surprise and i have never been happier yeah i think it caught everyone by a big surprise so what went into this release specifically was that they wanted to choose a killer or i mean something from the horror genre video games movies whatever it's what they always do they wanted to choose one that was groundbreaking and like classic to the horror genre. So everyone was thinking, you know, Jason Voorhees from uh from Friday the, Friday the 13th. Yeah, sorry the I name mean, escaped me. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um of course there were like lawsuit issues with that one mm-hmm. that we've all heard about maybe. Yeah. Um and then he already has an asymmetric game, right? Called Friday the 13th. Right, yeah. yeah, he's in a game. Also, the the licensing, it, there's like a huge lawsuit between two of the companies. Oh. Yeah. But, so, Ian, you're the, like, expert in Dead by Daylight. <laughs> what exactly yeah. is going on with them? So, with with who? So, the like, new, the new killer. What's yeah. happening? What's the new? What's the news? What's the new what's stuff? The so yeah, so the chapter that they put out um, for this season is uh, Pyramid Head. Yeah, Silent yeah. Hill. Yeah, from Silent Hill. Yep. I think the and bigger then, question. What? I think the bigger question here is Nurse going to get a new skin. Possibly. Maybe. I mean, that would be pretty dope. It would. They kind of make they, sense. They would miss a pretty good uh, money grabbing opportunity if they oh, didn't. Do, if they, yeah, if they didn't do that. So, yeah, um, definitely something that could be related to nurse. I've got to say, I'm honestly surprised though, because Konami is not the company that typically shares their, you know, their copyrights and like their, mm-hmm. their. God no. Their, you know, God, I 
licensing. trademarks, their licensing, everything. Yeah, the characters, yeah. everything. Konami is just not a very sharing company. So the fact that behavior of all companies managed to slip in there and convince, you know, <laughs> Poppy Konami to drop the Pyramid Head DLC with them, yeah. that's pretty groundbreaking, you know, to me at least. I don't yeah. think mm. I've seen any Konami titles in any other game besides like Smash games where you have Snake and you have. What do you mean, Plachenko doesn't count? <laughs> Who did they make a Plachenko game? Yeah. That is. <laughs> That's what they went all into now. now. That's why they dropped Metal Gear. But, so, like, going back to Dead by Daylight and the expansion, so, Ian, you're the person that has the most hours out of any of us here yeah, in there. too many hours. Does, you know, this look like it's going to be good, or is it going to just mess everything up oh, in the meta? I think, I think a little of both, but... Um, so, so he's definitely going to change everything in the meta, but I definitely think that's for the better because currently what's happening is everyone's running the same type of perks, the same type of, um, at least for killers, they're using the same type of builds. First um, of all, only... I'm going to jump in real quick and say yeah. that we should probably explain just for oh, those explain who don't know, yeah. like Chris, uh, yeah. Dead by Daylight is an asymmetric horror game where one person plays as a killer, which uh, most are original characters made by the company, Behavior, mm -hmm. uh, and others are licensed characters such as like Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers, Ghostface, all these other characters like that, and now Pyramid Head on top of it. And the other four uh, players play as survivors, which are an assortment of cast of characters or something like that, each having their own perks. And each perk changes how the game's played, changes, you know, what a person can do, etc. And the whole point is it's kind of like an overblown game of hide-and-go-seek, where the four survivors are trapped in this zone by this thing called the Entity, which is this, you know, amorphous blob, you know, all-knowing, encompassing being. Um, and their goal is to power five generators across the map, uh, which will power the exit gates and then open the exit gates and get out, all while being hunted by the killer player who has his own set of perks, which changes the game and makes it harder for the survivors and has their own uh, abilities they can use to try to inhibit or stop the survivors from getting out. And every time the killer can down survivors, he can put them in a, a sacrificial hook which after a certain amount of time or a certain number of times of them being placed on the hook will take them out of the game. So right. it's basically uh, uh, who can survive the longest kind of thing. Yeah, Murder, go that's seek. A, that's a good explanation, yeah. Murder, go seek. So um, you were saying about how the builds are going to be... Like right now they're stagnant pretty much. Right, yeah. Everything's kind of stuck in its place because it works and because it works there's no change that's going to happen um but with pyramid head some of his abilities are going to be stopping a lot of that um should i go in depth with yeah. the abilities yeah. and stuff okay okay so um the pyramid head has an ability where as he's walking around the map he um holds his sword behind him and drags uh creates a uh rift yeah a rift um on the ground and any survivor that walks on top of it 
um, or makes contact with it is put in the tormented state. And uh, when the pyramid head um, downs someone, he not hits them twice after the injured state or whatever, um, they're down on the ground. He can um, he can put them in a cage of entombment, which is basically instead of having to pick up the care, uh, pick up the survivor, drag him to a hook, and then put him on the hook. Um, it just straight away gets put into a cage across the map. Survivors now have to waste time and go get their survivor, um, their teammate. And uh, usually this is, well, okay. So so the, the, okay, the special part about this whole thing is that since the, the killer is not picking up or pretty much making contact with the survivor when he's, doing this special ability. Um, there are certain perks, like Decisive Strike. Um, that is, that's one where if you're taken off the hook, if you have 60 seconds of a window, um, and if the killer picks you up, you can hit a skill check and you escape from the killer's grasp and you're left injured instead of in the dying state. Um, there's also another perk called Unbreakable which is pretty much if you are slugged or you are left in the dying state on the floor without being hooked, um, you can recover and eventually you can get yourself back into an injured state so you, you know, you're not on yeah, the ground dying. Right. Um, these two perks specifically are going to be pretty hard countered when it comes to Pyramid Head because he doesn't have to slug you. He can just put you away and it only takes like three seconds of an animation. And since he's not picking you up during this animation, you're just stuck in a cage. Um, another thing that I did forget about is flashlight saving. Um, usually, when the killer picks up a survivor, um, he does an animation. And within that time span, if a, a survivor is using a flashlight, you can blind the killer and then when the killer's blinded while holding a survivor, they drop the survivor. Um, this is no longer going to be an issue either because the pyramid head just negates like anything you right have to do. Sends them right down the trays. Yeah. Do you see... So, like, I'm still very new to all of Dead by Daylight. Right. Yeah. So how in-depth is there like a meta for each of these matches and like is there like a rank system and stuff yeah so you have there is a rank system it's based on um it's out of 20 so um 20 is the lowest rank that's the gray ranking and then as you um as you go through the trials that's what they're called each match is a trial as you're going through these trials and you're getting points for completing generators, opening exit gates, healing other survivors, taking survivors off a hook, or running away from the from the killer without getting um, downed or injured. Um, all this goes into play. As you do better in these certain areas, you get a better um, blood points, and that's the currency. Also, it kind of determines how well you did that round. Mm -hmm. As you're getting better and better um, uh, results. blood points, yeah, results, right. As, as you're scoring better, um, you'll go up and up in rank. 
and you can go all the way up to rank one, which is the best. That's red ranks. And in in red ranks, you're going to be going against very good killers. You're going to have very good teammates if you're a survivor main. Um, pretty much it's like a higher tier of playing just because it's more for people who know what they're doing and can optimize different parts of the game. How long would it take for somebody to get the first rank? Um, first rank, I would say, um, you kind of, okay, so you kind of have to forget about like the first 20 or 50 hours that you play in the game because there's like there's a large skill ceiling there's a lot of different um techniques you can do in the game um and after about like 40 hours you really start to get a hang of the game and that's i would say when um you can start seeing like more and more results as you're as you're playing um that's arguably when you'll be learning the most on how to get to these red ranks. I would say it takes about 50 hours after you've sort of gotten the hang of the game in order to get to like rank 10 to rank like six or seven. We should also preface to say that some of these matches can take upwards of like 10 minutes. Some of these matches right. can be as quick as like five. It all depends right. on the killer and everything like that. So, mm -hmm. um, typically one match will give you because the way you progress with the ranks is every little piece of thing you do in the game in the match uh goes towards the progress bar on what is called like the pips where with points each in progress points yeah. in progress where each level has a certain number of pips you have to reach so the better you do in the game the more pips you get and the higher rank you get or lower rank i guess but yeah, yeah. um typically there's a lot of things that go into that where it's like a whole bunch of different categories. Like you can just entirely focus on getting the generators done, but you probably wouldn't score as well as someone who got generators done and saved someone else. Right. So what I think what Ian's trying to say is the first 50 or so hours is going to be you trying to get a hold of the game as a whole, get used to the meta and get used to everything that's there. And then after that, given all the matches and all the probably setbacks, or like, because there's a lot of bullshit that can happen in this game. Oh, yeah. Which honestly is why it's one of my favorite games, because it's a game where the community holds itself to a standard. Because mm -hmm. you can very easily sit there and tunnel the same people and like make sure like I'm getting this kid out. I'm going to follow this kid all the way around and I'm going to finish him and like make sure he's out of the game. And I'm going to do that to everyone. And the community will bash you for that and be like, that's not how you play. You have yeah. no honor. <laughs> yeah. So there's, it's, there's a lot of like unwritten rules. And that, that's the kind of stuff that you will learn within your first couple times, your first couple times playing. So when you guys first started playing, was this at release or more just like? Uh, say we got. <laughs> it a little bit i think it, it was, was almost i believe my brother had played originally i want to say for like a couple months to like almost a year i think from very very early on and mm -hmm. he had kind of you know suggested it to me and at first i didn't pick up on it i didn't give a shit about it and then i ended up picking up and playing with him and i think from there on we got ian involved 
and then Brendan and then a bunch of other people as well. And then eventually mm. you, Ryan. And we could get Chris because it does actually have crossplay with consoles. It does, yeah. So it's on PS4. So did Chris could you, get that. Did you guys I mean, I ever have expect a PC, it? So I can play it on PC now. You do, yeah. my Wi-Fi. That's true. Did you guys ever expect it to become this big of a game? No. <laughs> no, not really. How big is it by now? It's four years old. They just hit their fourth year anniversary, and that's why they did the special killer event with the pyramid head. I, I gotta say though, when I think it was Freddy was the first licensed killer, right? I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. When they first announced Freddy being added to the game, I was hyped. Period, because I saw like the window of opportunities that could open for all the different types of killers and everything we could get in there, and I thought that was the coolest shit ever. Um, and I never expected it to just blow up as much as it did, because, to be honest, the game has a visual aesthetic that is not exactly the most appealing. Some of the animations are very wonky, some of the controls do bug out from time to time. Um, but mm. the game is just, it's like crack, it's addicting. I can't, like, I, no matter how mad I, no matter how mad I get at it, I always come back to it the next day ready to play more. It's, it seems like one of the games that I'd probably have more fun watching and, like, spectating different people playing rather than actually playing myself because it's... I've played a few asymmetric games, and to me, I really like story-driven games, and I don't want story that I have to constantly go read about. Like, I know each character and each killer has their own, like, background and history and, like, how right. some uh, even, like, intertwine with others. Chris, I have a quick question for you. Yes. Uh, you really like Destiny, right? <laughs> God, oh, yeah. As as someone who's also played a lot of Destiny, yeah, he got you on that yeah. one. He uh, got you on that. One. I will I say, I do not read the lore tabs. Oh, I get boo. them read to me. Oh, boo! I will say, so Fortnite got Travis Scott. So when is Dead by Daylight getting Swaco the Child as a special character? I don't know who that is. Oh. oh, Swaco is this amazing human being that worked on the Sonic movie song. He's a sloth-looking headass. Oh, he... like actually. I think he's a SoundCloud rapper. I don't really know. He talks about the dash a lot. <laughs> That's all I know. I got a credit uh, credit out to Swaco though. But uh, yeah, Dead by Daylight, it's doing cool stuff. I have to admit, I'm honestly thrilled because I I was actually I was on someone's stream last night, um, and I he had asked me about what I thought about you know Pyramid Head being added and everything like that, and. I had to like I honestly am excited and I'm genuinely looking forward to playing the game more than I have been because the game lately has been all right you've been behind on getting these perks time to you know grind out these certain like these one three different survivors so you can mm -hmm. get their perks for other characters and then sit there and grind those out so you can have the most optimal build and it's like the same three perks that everyone else yeah. uses but then now this character comes in and completely takes it away and makes it so like, oh, 
well, that's not exactly viable anymore. So should I still run that or should I run whatever I want? Should I come up with something cool and creative? It's making me looking forward to playing the game again, and I couldn't be happier about that. Yeah. Yeah. I know, like, each killer has their own, like, main weapon. Like, uh, the nurse, like, slashes. Uh, you have the, the leather face. Uh, not leather face. Whoa. Yeah, Baba. Baba. Yeah, Baba from and, Texas Chainsaw. Texas Chainsaw Master. And yeah. So each one has, like, their own, like, main weapon that they use to slash, not necessarily, uh, what's it called? Their special abilities. What is Pyramid's head uh, actual main attack? He's, his, got, his, he's got his main the attack giant, is the the giant fuck all great sword that you know and love. Yeah, that yeah. sword that he just drags. So, so that's so his annoying. actual main attack. His main, his main like attack is he'll just smack you with a big fuck all great sword. Yeah. Okay. Uh, see, I wasn't sure if they would use that more in- implement to a special ability that will like insta down and like have him just like right hook. Uh, well, something. um. There is oh there is a special ability that I didn't even talk about. His his so, ability is a lot more in depth than yeah. I will say it has been very interesting seeing you guys get excited about this and hearing how like this seems to be a very big thing where I've just like gotten into it. We played what like a few nights, maybe like a couple nights. I think two yeah. or three nights. But like I've had fun with it, uh except getting face camp. But I just yeah, that's usually you've taken up my role of being face camped. <laughs> I have found it pretty cool. Like I can see what you're saying about like having to build those skills up over time in the first like 40, 50 hours you're playing. Because like I, we started, I'm like, I can't hit these skill checks. I'm not doing it until I realized I was like, oh, there's a sound cue. And that changed yeah. everything. But uh, seeing like. I didn't expect this game to be this big. Like, I thought it was just like, all right, you play. Uh, survivors have to do the generators. That's it. There's no like other part to it. The whole idea of like them having perks and like equipment that they have to use hmm. was surprising. And the depth to the game, I think you're right with the whole like skill ceiling. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, okay, so I have, like, 330-something hours in this game now. Jesus. I think I think that's what it is when I last checked. It's not, actually, it's not even that crazy, because um, some of the people on YouTube that I watch who are content creators for Dead by Daylight, almost um, exclusively. specifically, explicitly. Exclusively? Um, exclusively, that's, <laughs> English yeah, that's is hard, boring. man. English is very hard. Um, they have like, you know, 2,000, almost 3,000 hours in most of their games. And they're like, they're doing stuff that it's like, oh, yeah, if I could, if I could get like 500 more hours in this game, I could, I could do that too. It's like, there's, there's crazy stuff you can pull off. That is wild. Yeah. I could not imagine. The only game I've ever come close to having that many hours was probably Elder Scrolls Skyrim because I was out of Wi-Fi for three months. So I couldn't play any other game besides Skyrim. Hmm. And yeah, I don't think I've anywhere come close to a game with that many hours. 
I will say... Destiny has that many hours for me. We have been putting in a lot of hours in different games this week with, like, not just Dead by Daylight. We've been playing Terraria. Connor, I know you've been playing Hades. Mm. Yeah, I've been I've been addicted to Hades. It's not even that I'm playing. <laughs> oh, God. Um, where's my Shield. time gone? What was the last roguelike you played? The last ro- the last roguelike I think I played was I want to say Enter the Gungeon. Great game. Um, after they dropped the Farewell to Arms update. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like a while ago now. But uh, I think I last played that when that had come out, and then I had just dropped it. See, because I have a very I have a very love hate relationship with roguelikes because I'm very bad at them. But I enjoy them so much. Agreed. Um, so I, 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 I'll have these phases where I'll sit down and I'll play them, and then I won't make any progress whatsoever, and I'll give up and I'll quit. But Hades was on sale on the Epic Game Store because Epic is having the huge sale or whatever, and they give you a ten dollar off coupon. So I got Hades instead of for twenty five bucks. I think it was like ten bucks. Or something like crazy like that. And I was like, cool, yeah, I'll pick that up. I love Greek mythology. Um, because I'm a total sucker for mythology, period. Which is why I downed ungodly amounts of hours into Smite before I realized it was a bad game. Um <laughs> But Hades is I think the newest title from Super Giant Games, where you play as Zagreus, who is the son of Hades, and you're basically the sassy, emo, I don't want to live at home anymore, dad kind of kid who has come in contact or has has come into contact recently with uh, other members of his family on Olympus. So like all the Olympus, like Olympian pantheon. So like Zeus, Poseidon, uh, Ares, all them. And... Uh, they're basically trying to help you get out of hell or Tartarus and get all the way up to Olympus so you can join them because you don't want to be back with your dad. Why would you want to be that? Your dad sucks. Hades sucks. Um, so you're not I, my real I, dad. You're not my real dad. <laughs> um, I have never played a super giant game before. Like I've never touched Bastion. I've never touched Transistor or Spire or any of them. Though I've been told they're exceptionally good games, and I've been told to play them multiple times, but I never have because uh, fuck you, I'm spiteful. Um, I see. But I was not expecting the amount of witty banter and dialogue and just like quirkiness that the game came with. The soundtrack, there's sick guitar riffs, there's funny little like music notes, there's like epic battle music, and there's like chill music when like you need it to be. To the point where like I was drawn in and I usually I don't pay too much attention to a soundtrack. Like I'll pick up a song or two from it and I won't pay attention. But every song in that game has kept my attention for a while and I keep going back to it. And I found myself looking them up on YouTube so I can listen to them in my spare time. Hmm. Um But the game works where uh Zagreus can pick from a an assortment of different weapons that you can unlock and he gets dropped into this randomly generated dungeon, and typically it'll start with 
uh, a blessing, which is like a power up that you get from one of the other gods of the pantheon. So it'll be like Zeus, and like you're suddenly your basic attack will like give you chain lightning or Poseidon, where your your basic attack will like knock people away and deal extra damage. Bacchus has like a damage over time thing. Ares has like an after hit explosion kind of anime thing. Aphrodite weakens uh, enemies so they can't deal as much damage. Athena uh, deflects. deflects, so all projectiles and some melee attacks will get reflected back at the uh, attacker instead. And like that, like all these different power ups, which are cool as hell, and each of them are different and unique. Um, except for Hermes, because his kind of sucks, because all they do is make you attack faster and move faster, and that's not really too useful when you can make things explode. But. <laughs> Um, you'll start at Tartarus and you'll move to like the plains of Asphodel, which is like this lava level, and then Elysium, which is this cool, like, light level. And you have to fight your way through a whole bunch of randomly different, you know, randomly generate different rooms that'll each give you a different kind of reward. One is a, like uh, some kind of currency that'll power up your power up your character permanently. Some uh, are just power-ups. Some will increase the power-ups, and there's, like, stores and cash rooms and stuff like that, and then special events. And it kind of has, like, a weird dating sim aspect to it, <laughs> where you get this item, you get these items that are, like, Icker or something like that, uh, or, like, God, I can't even remember. Uh, nectar? Nectar. Nectar of the Gods, whatever. Ambrosia. Um, but you can basically pass them off to different characters and it'll increase your heart level with them. And then you'll learn more about the character and you'll get special items and stuff like that. So you can flirt with all your favorite gods and goddesses and get their, their items, which will help increase your runs and like change things up and everything like that. And I don't think I've ever downed as much, like as many hours into a game in such a small period of time. Because, like, I think I started playing it once on a whim on a stream because the Dead by Daylight servers were dying or something like that. I yeah. think I, I started playing because, like, oh, I picked this up. I might as well play it, whatever. And I think I downed six hours or something of it right then and there. Was that the Hydrate Train uh, stream? Oh, that was the Hydrate Train stream, I think. Yes. Nice. It, might, it might have been the day after that. But, oh, God, the game is... It, the game is so good and like the gameplay is so smooth and fluid and it all works together well and you can get combos off and you know i iframes are perfect so you never get hit and the boss design and everything is so perfect and it's like some of the bosses are the same at least what i've experienced some of them change up slightly some of them are the same for each like floor that you're on but it never feels the same because different things happen each time where the boss will pull out a new attack you never knew existed, or things will show up at different times, or do whatever. And it, it makes it so, even though you're facing the same people on the same kind of environments, it never feels stale. I'm, I'm, I'm fighting the same fucking Bone Hydra every time, but sometimes I rip his shit, and I win. Sometimes I get destroyed in like three seconds. It's incredible because i truly never know what will happen and it keeps me going back and i think i seriously have a problem now so super giant games you have made me a literal fanatic and i hate you for it now is is the game um like a story progression or is it if you lose you restart from from hell 
when you lose in the run or whatever, your dude dies and gets sent back to Tartarus where like mm-hmm. his dad's waiting, judging souls, whatever. So like you'll you'll die and you'll come back and your dad will roast the fuck out of you. So like Hades will sit there and be like, oh look who the fuck's back. <laughs> and you're, like, you're like, I hate you, dad. This is why mom left. And you go and you like power yourself up and head back out there and do it again. And I've never beaten it so far because I fucking suck. But um, it's just incredible because there is like an overarching story, it seems like. And the more you play, the more runs you do, every time you come back to that little starting zone, things will be different. Certain people will be missing. Certain people will be talking to each other. Certain people will have dialogue unlocked. And the more runs you do, the more things unlock. So like you'll always come back and something new will be happening. Would you do you keep any of the same skills or anything like that? You keep your weapon okay. and you keep whatever upgrades you made to your character. So like hmm. there's a currency called darkness, which you can spend to physically upgrade like, oh, the first attack against an undamaged enemy attacking an enemy from behind will give you more you know, things increased health an extra one chance per room kind of thing. So like if you get knocked out, you'll get back up for one more time kind of thing. Those will stick, but your actual power up. So like the blessings you get from the gods, the, the superpowers you get and like the upgrades to your weapons and stuff in the runs disappear and you're back at square one. Okay. It kind of like resets, which I kind of like, because if I make this really OP shield and mm. then that doesn't work i can then mix it up or like a spear that i focus on chucking it instead of stabbing with it it's just it there's so many different options you could do and so many different upgrades you kind of don't want it to stay the same you like you want to lose so you could go back and try a different build do you think you're uh, getting bit by the roguelike bug i think so i mean yeah. i've i've currently just re-downloaded almost every single roguelike I have in my library, and I think I'm about to go in the biggest binger of my life, but... Oh, it's great, dude. There's so I, many yeah, let's games go with out that. <laughs> Let's go with great. Mm, let's see how mad I get very quickly. We'll see. It's great, yeah. <laughs> Look, those games you get mad at, and then you get You're to right a point where there. you realize like, just like how earlier, you hit a point in hours played where you understand then, and then you can start, like, really getting down to, like, builds and stuff. It's the type of anger where you throw the controller down, and then you scream about how this game fucking sucks, and how it's stupid, and how it's broken, and then two seconds later, you're picking controller, and you're like, alright, let's go again. Yeah. I'm gonna beat it this time. <laughs> and all I have to say is, I'm very thankful that my neighbors are moving currently, because they're probably tired of hearing me screaming at the wee hours of the morning about how I just got <laughs> killed by a bone snake. <laughs> Oh, dude, the music in that game, though, is oh, the best. I Super Giants. very much enjoy every piece of music that Supergiant puts out because there is so much thought and care put into every one. And this is someone who's, well, I haven't put enough hours into Hades as Connor yet. has recently. Yet. Yes, 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 I yes. know, I know. Don't let me get to it. But I, but I have played uh, a bit of Bastion. And I've played a lot of Transistor. And the uh, especially someone like myself, I uh, for those who have not heard, I have synesthesia. That means uh, different nerve endings are mixed up. 
And for me specifically, my auditory nerves are mixed with my visual. So I perceive sound as color. Uh, and each piece of music kind of uh, all the thought and care that's put into it, uh, especially like story driven games uh, like Bastion, Transistor, and such more so than uh, than Hades are uh, there are points where it's uh, melancholy and you feel the uh, emotion that they want you to feel. And other times the battle music just gets your heart going and, and you're uh, just dashing across every, uh, every piece of the screen, just trying to get through it. And you feel the sort of panic that they want you to feel <laughs> is glorious. And I mean, what, dude, the fact that they have a room where Eurydice, the muse, is an actual woman who's recorded herself singing. I literally think I've stood there for 15 minutes and not left because I've just listened to her sing because she has the most beautiful voice ever. I remember watching you do that. It is a beautiful golden color, much like the nectar of the gods, and it is perfect. Also, small. You gotta look up who they fucking hired for that because whoever she is, she sings like an angel, and I want her to sing me to sleep every night. <laughs> Dude, I get it. I'll listen to uh, Michael Buble sometimes to fall asleep because that man's uh, voice is like caramel. I mean, is it, has anyone else been on any kind of binger for roguelikes? I know I think we inspired Ian to pick up. Yeah, I think the that... only game I have installed is uh, um, Nuclear Throne. Yeah, I, I haven't touched Gungeon in quite a while. I've been more of an uh, indie game binge. Indie game. Yeah, I have a game on my PlayStation called Rhyme. Or R Y M E, correct? No, R I M E. It is very hard to understand. I have no idea what exactly is happening in that game. All I know is I am this boy that's running around this island trying to complete the puzzles using the moon and the sun following this adorable little fox and chasing what appears to be a very robed woman and just chasing her through this like decrepit old uh, temple that seems to have some sort of significance with the night and day cycle. I'm maybe a quarter way through, halfway through, and honestly, I really don't know what's going on, but it it sounds aesthetic. It's aesthetic as hell. It's a beautiful game because, like, you can go swimming and you go underwater, and it's really clean underwater. But it has it's not like cell shaded, not completely cartoony, kind of like somewhere in between. I don't know if anyone else has played that game before. I've not. Sounds I'm not gonna lie. What the plot of that game that you just explained? Very much sounds like the plot to a Studio Ghibli movie. <laughs> Honestly, very cool. Because oh. how this game starts is, if I remember correctly, is just you're in the ocean and you wound, wind up on this uh, island and you first start going around collecting keys to open doors, trying to not get your butt kicked by a boar who wants to eat the peaches that fall from the trees, and then you somehow wind up in this temple, and you 
realize that you can activate some of these pillars and torches by screaming. That's a Ghibli movie. You're just that's explaining just, Ghibli. That's, just, go, that's just straight ah. up scared it away. You literally just go, ah, and you just see, like, these green torches flare up. Oh, speaking of Ghibli, didn't they just, uh, they released all their, uh, or not all of them, but at least a lot of them for a streaming service, HBO, right? Yeah, HBO so, Mac. Ghibli, uh, it came out of nowhere, they just put it onto HBO Max, and now you can watch most of those movies just, like, at the drop of a hat, which is really cool because... They haven't had those on streaming really before, so now you actually can get them and, like, watch them easily. 100%. Uh, Miyazaki has blessed us. Uh, dude, first movie I'm gonna watch is Spirited Away because my disc copy is scratched to all yeah. heaven. Spirited so, uh... Away is probably the best movie out of that. Like, so you guys listen here, pal. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we're gonna we're gonna yeah. get caught or heated. You guys are gonna call me a fake anime fan. I've never seen one Studio Ghibli movie. A well oh, downloaded. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you're not a fake. Sign up anime for HBO fan. Max. You're the biggest weeaboo I've ever met, but you're just <laughs> in the wrong category. Spirit also, Ryan. I will kick your fucking film. ass because Howl's Moving Castle has stolen my heart and it will never give it back. <laughs> I don't think it's I... Literally, I, I, I would even watch the dub version and I'm still in love even though it's Christian Bale as Howl. Spirited Away uh, what? is the best uh, by far. Clearly you've never listened Princess to... Princess Mononoke. I, I, I was just about to say Princess Mononoke or, you know, Arietti. And the secret world, that's good. Never seen it. <laughs> Look, I'm just... Spirited Away is the Studio Ghibli movie that you would show someone. The most iconic one. Like, Besides Totoro. Like... Okay. But I've seen Totoro's more... a logo. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Know, but I've seen more people like talk about cosplay and fan over Spirited Away than My Neighbor Totoro. Like, I've seen the... Well, that's because, Chris, most people at a convention don't want to walk around in a giant fursuit. Well, oh. now you can, like, I'm do it easily. Of... Humble Bundle has the cosplay bundle up for everyone. That's big. Oh. That is very big. <laughs> uh, like any of us ever did cosplay. Yeah, I, mean, I gotta be in shape to do cosplay. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily. I've cosplayed but... twice. I am in shape to do cosplay if you think you need to be muscular to do cosplay. I think anyone can. It's just all about... I, uh, that, that makes it seem like I'm being very, very, very judgmental. I want to clarify. I would feel more confident in myself if I was in shape to do cosplay. Everyone can cosplay, and you probably look fucking fantastic. I just, I myself, I would judge myself hella hard if I tried cosplaying right now. Uh, dye my hair red, give me some white body paint, and give me a keg of Gragas. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's I a cool name, man. That's not who, Gragas. 
I don't know who I'd cosplay first. I've always told my friends that if I were to cosplay, the first one I would ever do, and I have to get in real good shape, was Krieg the Psycho from Borderlands 2. That'd be pretty funny. That, uh, it's either that or do what we saw uh, that one cosplay guy do, like the sort of black outline, like cell shade makeup that they do. Don't think uh, they've they've got so many tutorials for that. And Tumble Bundle released like professional. The internet is a place. Yes, it is. I know, but I still want to like get into real good shape because that character is ripped. He's got an eight pack and just huge (laughs) biceps. And And it's also got to do it justice. I mean, he is completely insane, and that's why I constantly pick him as a character. Um, so I'm gonna bring this up because I saw it right before the podcast started. Uh, PS5 is having their launch event next week, (laughs) and they're gonna be showing that stuff. Anything, like, solid, or is it, uh, is it happening next week? It is all speculation right now, but they're confirmed to have the event next week. Jeez. That's exciting. Uh, so, so is it going to be like a conference or like an online stream? I would have to assume they're streaming it at this point. Probably. With everything having been canceled, the only events people are able to hold for showing off games are online at this point. Okay. Still unsure of E3, so that's going to be fun. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I thought E3 yeah. was second for No. Now, is this for this event for the PS5? Is it they're gonna release the console, or they're just gonna re- like release some content for it and explain stuff about the console? So they're going to be showing content on it, which I think we've only seen one thing of gameplay for the PS5 now. Uh, oh, what did but they we just recently saw the whole thing on Unreal Engine Five, which that whole demo was running on ps5 so that's going to be a big thing that i think they're going to have to touch on 100 percent. considering but beliefs. i don't know if they're putting out stuff like that for their demo do you think you would feel any bit inclined to go to ps5 with graphics like that here's the thing i have been a PlayStation person through and through. I've never owned an Xbox. I've owned every single PlayStation console and handheld, except for the Vita. I don't think I'm going to get the PS5. Elaborate! I'm I'm trying to make the Switch to be just a PC gamer. That way I can basically whether uh, most of my friends are on PC, you can get both kinds of games you can get xbox games and ps4 games on the pc through either uh xbox live and doing a game pass and you can put them on your uh, pc epic steam and all that stuff and you can even get emulators for like old playstation games um since the ps2 now has a ps2 for ps4 category so to me it's not worth it anymore to keep going with consoles when I'm basically playing by myself and having to constantly look online 
when I want to do something big like Destiny Raids or Monster Hunter fights. It's much better playing with my friends. I can see that. Um, I kind of agree with Chris on that. Um, I personally have never been a huge console person. The only consoles I've really owned have been an Xbox 360 I had until I think I sold it back in like 2015, 2016. Um, and now I just own a Switch and like a 3DS and my computer. And I barely use the Switch or the 3DS. Mm. Um, but the graphics on the PS5, if it's using that Unreal Engine 5, look honestly fantastic. And it's kind of making me want to get it just because those games are beautiful and like breathtaking. But I'm also kind of realizing if I just oh, wait yeah. a bit and slap a couple hundred dollars at like new tech parts, I could just upgrade my whole rig right now on my computer and I'd probably have just as good graphics. So I want to switch or I'm, I could say I'm interested in picking up a PS5, but at the same time, I'm kind of still on the PC master race train. I'm in the same boat. So actually, I just upgraded my PC parts. I told you guys that. Yeah. I'm rocking right. a um, GeForce, uh, GeForce RTX 2080 Super, which is just like more optimized than the 2080. Got to add. And suit. yeah, I mean it's a different, it's a different um, series, technically. Mm. But um, anyway, so like if I didn't just throw that investment into my computer um i would be like more open to um one of these future consoles because like the ps like the the that unreal engine 5 trailer that we looked at um if that's going to be for all of their flagship games then like that would definitely be um a worth it investment for myself and i would totally pick up a console for for those type of games but since I just kind of future-proofed my computer, um, I'm gonna have to stick to PC, or else my wallet's gonna kill me. I mean, the graphics do look clean and like very lifelike in the games. But like Connor says, in a few years and a few hundred dollars, the graphic cards for PC will probably be as good, if not better. Mm, and that's then it's true. gonna be another six years for a console to catch up. I'm just going to put it out there. I'm picking this thing up like just for the exclusive games alone. Spider Man on PS4 was great. Like they got Ghost of Tsushima coming out soon. I'm is that a PS exclusive? Ghost of Tsushima? Yeah. Pretty sure it's uh... an exclusive. Ooh. Sucker punch. Also uh, made right. Infamous and Sly Cooper. Infamous is fantastic. So Infamous is great. I've played one, Musa two, and Second Son. Though Second Son, it was kind of crap. I think <laughs> right now the like perfect console and like PC type of thing is having a Switch. But if you can get another one, a PS4 just solves so much. And like, there's so many good games that are only on PlayStation now. Hmm. yeah i mean the exclusives always what got my family into the ps4 because like we do have a ps4 
And of course, it would be like my one of my brother's decisions to actually upgrade if they so choose to. But um, that's definitely what's all the. I think we do have Spider Man. I haven't really played a console in like X amount of years, excluding Nintendo. Um, but like, yeah, my brother's having a good time with the PS4. So yeah, I'm mainly a console player i just started getting into pc gaming now and if i had the money yeah i would switch i don't have the money right now maybe in a year or two when like limited edition ones come out and i find one that's like that's clean so you'll buy the destiny one when it comes out yeah i'll buy another destiny (laughs) uh console because i am obsessed with that game series uh Okay, in Destiny 1, I read almost everything. Look, Chris, it's okay. Uh, You don't need... Don't worry about it. It's okay, fake gamer. (laughs) But, like, since I don't have... uh, I don't live with any of my siblings, we can't go split on any of these games. The only probably reason why I would pick up a PS5 is, like you guys said, in the exclusive games. Because one of my favorite exclusive games on PlayStation is Horizon Zero Dawn. And I'm just a little bit afraid that when if they come out with a sequel, that's only going to be on PS5 and it won't be well, on PS4. I think it you're was. lucky because I'm pretty sure there was like stuff leaking out that that was coming at PC at some point soon. Hmm. Also, I think usually um, PlayStation, when they make exclusives, they'll also uh, put it on the gen before uh, for anyone Sometimes. with an older console. They do Sometimes. for they do that for some of their big games, like right at the end of the cycle. So, like you they, would have time. They usually do it for about six months to a year, and then they're, they're yeah. like, oh, no more new games are getting released. Yeah. To kind of like force people to buy the new console. Hmm. Yeah, marketing. <sighs> Consumerism. Yucky marketing. <laughs> uh, my kind of stance on that is I've owned a console. I think the only time I really picked it up would be like, I think I got it for Christmas one year. And I really only play single-player games, so that might be a draw for stuff like the exclusives or just other games that I'm particularly interested in. Makes sense. I will say, uh, I have been playing a whole bunch of Terraria with you guys, and I think we should talk about that because that whole thing came up very recently, and... (laughs) I haven't played Terraria since 2015. Yeah, it would be great to actually play yeah, that. Yeah, same. I have. I'm very much new to this. You guys have kind of been like helping me through, uh, like wondering, like, oh, we need, uh, like, oh, we can do this or we can do this, and I'm just sitting there with a the bow and arrow, being like, uh, uh shoot things. Brendan, it's okay. When we first tried playing, I couldn't play because my internet was so bad that I would go between two blocks for like five minutes. 
just rubber banding and yeah. just spawn dead. Terraria, honestly, was one of those middle school classics, at least for our generation, I think, yeah. where Terraria hit its wave. I remember back in like seventh, eighth grade, maybe no, the seventh, eighth grade, back in middle school, rushing to the lunch table to sit down and be like, all right, guys, what are we doing on the Terraria server tonight? Yeah, that, that Brian was able to hook up his Wi-Fi and host. Like, what are we doing on that? Like, I'm trying to figure out how to do this, whatever. You know, you miss a day because you're doing homework and you come back and they've beaten one of the bosses and you're like, fuck, I wasn't there. Now I'm far behind. Hmm. It was one of those games that holds a lot of nostalgia. But then, of course, hadn't played it since like 2016 just stop playing it whatever because you know like all games it gets stale with time but that update came in and it slipped in and i remember sitting down and booting it up and seeing that updated like intro and like the keyboard light effects and everything like that yeah and (laughs) immediately i was like okay we're back we're back in terraria town shit (laughs) and we haven't gotten very far at all, but no, no, we I, have not. No. <laughs> we haven't even fought the first boss, have we? We have. Yeah, we, we have. Uh, <laughs> you were. Uh, Shit, I wasn't there. You were at one. <laughs> you were your, doing homework. <laughs> you were at one of your work vendors. Oh man, um, you were doing was, homework for like adults. I think it was the day you literally, like, you just came home and passed out and didn't even text anyone. I think that was the day we did it, because, like, I think I texted you, and you just not say anything. Yeah, like, you texted me at, like, I woke up in the morning, it was like, oh, 10 o'clock, it was like, you gotta be on? And, uh, you could've just, uh, man, what would've been funny is, like, oh, yeah, uh, we beat the Brain of Cthulhu, I think, that we have in our world. It was the just... Eye. The, the was eye. Was it the brain or the eye? The eye comes first. Eye. Yeah. Ah. Well, uh... Aye, aye, Captain. We're sitting there, and half the time people are just exhausted, so they're stupid. The other time, half the people are drunk when we try to play, so we just get no progress whatsoever. <laughs> because I'll be sitting there exhausted, trying to lead these drunk idiots into, you know, progress, and it never happens. And then thirty minutes later, someone's like, "I'm gonna take a break," and then they disappear and it's gone. And there goes all the progress for the night. And then I just sit there watching YouTube clips. But it's really subtle shade, by the way. Um, <laughs> Not so subtle. But it's really funny just going back and reliving the nostalgia, but having new experiences because I know what to do now. And I'm not, you know, a 12, 13 year old middle schooler trying to figure out what the Internet do. No baby gamers here. Um, and just sitting down. like We haven't even experienced any of the new content, which is the funniest part. <laughs> Yeah. But we, we're still we experienced there having a blast. A taste of master mode. We had a taste a of master taste. mode. And after the third one shot, we left. Uh, yes. <laughs> but uh, I feel like I'm having the inverse where I knew how to play Terraria back then. And now I'm just like, I have no idea what's going on. So much has changed. I'm, like, uh, seeing weapons and, like, NPCs that I have no idea what they do and stuff <laughs> again. It feels brand new, so it's awesome. Mm. Wasn't it? Like getting a new game for you. Leopard yeah. Pines. 
Lion, lion, lion Pines, I think. Lion Pines. Is a golfer. Because instead of Tiger Woods, it's, it's Lion Pines. Ha ha, oh, funny man. ha ha. <laughs> Uh, puns. I never uh, played these uh, games when I was in middle school, high school. I've always been like a shooter, a puzzle game. So I've never really played games like Minecraft or Terraria or roguelike games like Gungeon until just now. And I can honestly say I do not have a well-rounded skill set. <laughs> I am god-awful at Gungeon. I am terrible, terrible at Terraria. And I, I'm just, I am that player that everyone's going to hate of. Yeah, I don't know what to do, so I'm just going to run around and destroy something and not collect <laughs> anything or build the community at all. I'm kind of in that same boat. I mean, that's, that's how I feel thing, in GTA. That's <laughs> the thing. You get, you get these people. There's like three different ki- kinds of Terraria players that I've found. And there's the people like you guys who don't know what the fuck to do or how to trigger anything or whatever. So you're just running around getting killed by slimes or blowing up zombies or doing whatever. And like, that's fine. That's cool. You're learning. Whatever. Then you have the people like me and Ryan. We're like, we kind of have a vague idea of what to do. At Ian, especially like we're like, yeah. we know what to do. But then we, that boat. <laughs> we, we get lost at certain points. Yeah. And then we're trying to figure out new content and like mm. we know kind of how to trigger events and like whatever and the the general basis of the game. And then there's certain people who like this is their life. This is their bread and butter. These people have no life. This game from day one, they've been there every patch update, every bug fist. They've like they've been breathing the wiki page on how to do everything. They're writing the wiki page. <laughs> They're right. They're founders on the wiki page. Yeah. You get them trying to corral everyone into like this utmost efficiency and like, yeah, I get it. But that's not exactly fun when I'm sitting there blowing, like throwing bombs at like things in caves or like fighting these giant flesh monsters and like spider things or whatever. And someone's like, "Uh, can you please just go mining? We really need to progress and I I need you guys to mine so we can get gear and progress. And I'm like, ha ha, bomb go boom. See, that's me the entire time. Because I remember the last time we played, I somehow wound up in this giant cavern and just go like, ha ha, I'm going to stab this. Yeah, no, that's the fun of Terraria. I was having so much fun until my game glitched. But it's like you get those people who they they take it too seriously. And it's like I get wanting to be optimized and having like a good set of gear and like playing the game well. But like there's people and like sometimes it's my brother, sometimes it's other people. Where they'll sit there and they'll be like, all right, what what class is everyone going to be? Are you going to be a melee person, a ranged person, a magic caster, summoner? What are you doing? And it's like, okay, let's farm this boss until we get the 2% rare drop that'll like increase our efficiency by 1% until we get to the next boss in 10 minutes and then do the same thing. And it's like, we just spent 50 minutes killing the first boss when we could have just killed the second one and moved on. Yeah. You're entirely yeah, I, was, I was definitely that person like back in eighth grade. Like I was watching all those videos. I remember before me and me and Elliot bought it because we shared a Steam account. We were watching all these videos about Minecraft versus Terraria. Which one's better? Which one's worth your money? All that kind of stuff. So like we finally like settled down on a game, and I think we had to convince our mom 
or 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 RJ, our oldest brother, to give us a credit card so that we could actually or get a Steam wallet code or whatever. And Mom, me and I him were sharing V-Bucks. a world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mom, I need the credit card, please. Steam cards. Mom, um, I can buy Travis Scott, please. <laughs> Travis Scott's only available for one week. Please, Mom. Um, I want to see his concert as him. So, me and him were sharing a world, and we definitely, like, were those people that were, like, checking the wiki. I mean, at first, it was just checking the wiki to see what we're supposed to be progressing with. Because, like, confused as hell, you know? Tons of different stuff you can do. And then it started to be where I was taking over the world and I was like, okay, I want to do this and this. And I remember specifically this one weapon called the mini shark, which is like a Gatling gun or a machine gun sort of thing. And I farmed up whatever. Yeah. Farmed up whatever it took to get that. And then I had to go to like an ocean biome, kill a bunch of sharks to make a mega shark, which just increased its power, like, you know, tenfold or whatever. And that was, like, when I started to, like, fall in love with just how, like, how much you can just be, like, optimize, optimize, optimize. I need a thousand percent efficiency. Like, I I cleared out the entire um, hell area so that I could fight the wall of flesh, like, no problems. I made, a like, a stadium sort of thing for the... um, the giant worm drake i don't know the name eater of he worlds. just eater of worlds yeah and i killed probably both of them like 10 or you know x amount of times like i put i put hours in that game but like coming back i'm like okay i don't even know where to start like i don't know what this game is <laughs> like what am i doing oh i'm so rusty and it's like back to baby game yeah, it just brings back so much nostalgia. Just, like, middle school days. That's what I would come home and spend, like, 12 hours on, you know? That yeah. was the game that you'd rush home from the bus stop to play. Yeah. I would literally be like, well, if I run from home, if I run home faster, I could just get a glass of water and spend more time on Terraria. <laughs> I, don't have to, I don't have to watch this episode of Ed, Ed, and Eddie. I can sit down and I can play this game. Yeah, I, I played Nazi zombies coming home. That was that was the that was the backup. Terraria yeah. gets too frustrating. You sat down, and you just sit there, and you're like, ah, let's boot up Kino. <laughs> let's go on I, Shino Numa tonight. Uh, I uh, I need to run town. Oh man, watch Ian play those games. Brendan was that friend who'd rush over from the bus stop with you to watch you play the game because he couldn't get it. Yeah. He's the yeah. type of dude that would show up if you had the Nintendo 64 as kids. <laughs> oh, I, that was me. That is me. He's sitting there. On the bus it was. And Ian's like, "All right, dude, I'm gonna get home and I'm gonna farm up, and then we're gonna, and then I'm gonna fight this boss." And Brendan's like, "Yeah, yeah, fight the boss, yeah." <laughs> yeah, I remember us uh, when the original like smash bros came out we both booked it from our school uh, oh smash bros brawl right yeah it was yeah. brawl we came out and it was we were yeah. both just like yeah and you uh you know one of your like brothers had picked up a copy oh, and uh yeah. uh 
they let you know like at the end of school and we were both just like oh yeah I know, we both I'm, called up my parents hey mom can i get it and uh like whole bunch of crap and it was just like both booking it i remember yeah, just... the first time i've ever gotten introduced to minecraft was actually at ian's house it was the only time i ever went to ian's really? house yeah it was i remember we... that one time i do because yeah. we also played this weird like um spell casting gladiator game mm-hmm. on the wii it was like 8-bit. You had like eight different classes. You could sync up like seven Wiimotes, which was unheard of at the yeah, time. Yeah, you, me, and yeah. your brothers. Yeah, we all played this one game. Yeah, oh. the one time I've ever been to Ian's house Yeah. was the first time I've ever seen anything of Minecraft. Yep. Minecraft, Terraria, and TF2 were my shit. That's what I sunk hours in. Those are the games that yeah. made up it's like it's like oh, RuneScape, free yeah, trial dude, RuneScape. Warcraft, uh because i could never afford the actual subscription because i was like 12 and didn't have a job or any kind of <laughs> i played like, oh, no. runescape but for some reason i was like i'll pay the membership for runescape until i got to a point where i could get wow and then i never played runescape again and was I just like yep all right as a kid one of these days, Chris, one of these days, when we start up that group YouTube channel that we've been talking about, we're going to sit down and we're going to have multi-perspective RuneScape. I'm telling you. Oh, that'd be oh we're going to have group I've never RuneScape. played RuneScape. I've never played WoW. I barely played Minecraft. I barely played Terraria. I've never played TFT. Chris, you want to know what all of those games have in common? They were all PC games. And they're all free. Now letting you know. Now that, only, you know, now that you have a PC, we're fixing this. We're about to give you our childhood. Yeah. The game I played as a kid was Borderlands, uh, Call of Duty. Jack yeah, you played Jackson. on consoles. You were a console kid. I, I, I was a first-person shooter kid. Jack and Daxter's not a first-person shooter okay. there, bud. It's the only one that's not. It's a third-person shooter. Jack and Daxter's yeah. just yeah, good. Jack's- Jack and Daxter racing Jack and game. Daxter isn't a shooter. Jack Sharpie 2 is. Jack okay, 2. Jack 2 and Jack 3 <laughs> are third-person shooters. Jack, Jack 3 was more of like a platformer. It's a, a mix. Yeah. It, it's a party pack, basically. It's like a, it's like a Spyro. That's just the descriptive oh, factor. I went back and played Spyro a long time ago now, and... For some reason, I was like, I'm going to 100% this game. And I did it on an original PlayStation, so I have nothing to show for it. That memory card. You got that memory card. <laughs> oh, <Bought it. laughs> Running around with two great pieces of plastic. Pounds, I have 100% to Jack and Daxter, the original one. I will, <laughs> I will go and get that extra power cell so I can have 101 out of 100. <laughs> I am that kind of player. Three times. I think seven times. Oh, once, yeah. at, at least once on each console. I don't think I've 100 percent of the game. Period. I. It was my first platinum trophy. I remember <laughs> at GDQ one year they had Jack and Daxter being run by one of the like uh, people that submitted it there. 
And it was hilarious because they had this run at the middle of night. So the crowd had only a few people in it. It was like midnight or one in the morning when they ran it. But it was the funniest run that they had there. And I'm not sure if you guys have like ever watched any speed runs from anything, but like Oh yeah. It was crazy seeing some of the stuff that they were doing for that. They, they had him like flying through walls and stuff and like shooting up it was cool speed, speed hacking jack and daxter <laughs> oh how to be jack and daxter in two seconds oh you did it i don't even know what the fuck is i've beaten jack and daxter in how to complete jack and daxter in two seconds crack the disc <laughs> <laughs> game over forever oh. I think right. that would actually kill me inside to do. Yeah, no, don't do that, because that's a good game. I, I, I mean, listen, man. I've never finished a Jack and Daxter game, and I barely have any memory of it, uh, because I think my PS2 that I had when I was a really little kid broke. Um, but I remember playing, I think it was Jack and Daxter 3, and running around and using like the Dark Jack powers or whatever, it's been like, this is cool and edgy, and I like it, because I'm a small child trying to do it into my rebellious phase. Chinibio. See, I like the Jack 3, where you get the light powers and you can fly around. See, I never even got that far. I think PS2 just has such a overarching shadow in people <laughs> from when it was, like, the big console. Yeah. I was one of those Kingdom yeah. Hearts kids. Bro, I, I had a PS2 and I never played Kingdom Hearts, but I remember like being very, very little with the PS2 and going to like my cousin's house who had the original Xbox. And I was like, the Xbox is fucking ugly, dude. Why would anyone <laughs> ever play that? That's kind of kind of ugly. And then three, four years later, I'm sitting over the 360. I'm like, this is the best console ever. Nothing will ever beat this. And like, of course, I was young and dumb or whatever, but PS2 has this overarching shadow of my childhood where if I wasn't on the shitty family Dell playing RuneScape and listening to those fans chug at RuneScape, mm-hmm. um, I was sitting there on the PS2 playing Spider-Man or playing Jack and Daxter or like the NASCAR racing game. <laughs> there was like- a time when my PS3 broke. I fried the, I completely fried the motherboard. Because when I had a dog, he kept getting tangled uh, in the wires and it kept falling, and a piece cracked and it burnt out the uh, motherboard. Oof. So as I was uh, switching between my PS3 to my PS4, I went back to play my PS2 and played any PS2 game I had. It was just reliving my old childhood memories, and it was fantastic. And most of those games held up. Yeah, mm. no, most of them did. Most yeah. of them have not, you know, lost their touch in the age. Even without not... the rose-tinted glasses of nostalgia, I will occasionally boot up that old PS2 that I've got sitting in a corner. Uh, it maybe takes 30 minutes to load something, but because <laughs> yeah, that thing has just been sitting gathering dust, but I'll, I'll launch up uh, uh, Dragon Ball Z Budokai. 
Put a Kai Tenkaichi 3, baby. Tenkaichi yeah. 3. Do you think it's funny, though? In, or, what was the highest memory card you had for a PS2? Size-wise? Yeah, size-wise. I can't even remember. I got like a 32 gigabyte. That was one of the higher ends. I had a four. <laughs> but like, that's how like the gap between games nowadays, like a digital, not even a digital, a disc game of Destiny 2 is 90 gigs on my PS4. <laughs> Playing the whole entire game of Jack and Daxter to completion was like 400 megabytes. It's ridiculous, too, because you look at games back then and how they're so small, and now Rainbow Six Siege on my computer is like 90 gigs, and I'm like, I don't even play you! Why are you here? <laughs> Just sitting there. Dude, GTA is like that. It's or Warzone? 80, 90 gigs. You're sitting Dude, there, you're Warzone's like, you are eating my gigs computer! Now. You are eating my computer. Dude. Go away. I haven't played Warzone in a while. Yo, but like, how how big do you think Cyberpunk's going to be? Oh, uh, I don't want to think about it. 200. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, my bet's on 200. Like 150, guaranteed. I don't know. I think games are just like getting too big now. and A single terabyte. Like if they're if they're gonna be no. supporting like ray tracing and all this um like high def uh you know Unity stuff <laughs> what all the shaders and textures and all that I want it's definitely gonna be at least sex scenes <laughs> I, need those, I need those to be Cust crit. customized all sex right scenes. yeah it's gonna be like one fifty I think with ray trace sex scenes with we're gonna wrap up <laughs> and with the and with the top Ray Trace and dangly bits. Uh, we're we're going to be coming to a conclusion here. Uh, this has been the Madhouse Podcast. I've been Ryan Byrne, one of the hosts here with Connor Graham. You've been Ryan Byrne. You yeah. are Ryan Byrne, silly boy. <laughs> but, and I am host uh, Connor Graham. And then and our I'll... special guest. That would one be of you go. Me, Brendan <laughs> Christie. Brennan, go ahead. Give us any plugs. Give us any new news about your life. Give us a little update. Tell us how you're doing. Tell us your favorite color. Go. Uh, I'm doing all right. Favorite color is blue. Uh, I'm probably going to stream this weekend on uh, Twitch, uh, twitch.tv uh, forward slash Symphonic. Uh, and the work is killing me. All right. Ian, go ahead. Tell us about right. your life. Okay. Tell us your favorite so, uh... animal and tell us the new news about you. So about my life, uh, started when I was zero years old. I was... Okay, no. Um, <laughs> we're going good. I'm I'm starting week uh starting work the this weekend. Uh I will try to be streaming after that. Uh Dead by Daylight, of course. Um What was favorite animal? An elephant. It's been that way since like seventh grade. And my plugs, uh Papa Fig on Twitch, P A P P A, F I G. Uh, and then Ian's culinary life on Instagram. I may finally have some posts to put on that. So all of them is going to be in the description for it. Yep. All right, Chris, tell us about your life. Tell us any new news. Plug yourself and tell us your favorite country and why. <laughs> uh, well, new news is 
starting next Friday, so not uh, in nine days, I will actually be taking a break from this podcast, and I will be away for a month. I will be visiting some of my family uh, in two different states, so a lot of traveling. Nothing news-wise beyond that. My plugs are still the same. Chris does nature on Instagram and Chris Siragusa on Instagram and Snapchat. Favorite country would probably be Belize at this point because of the <laughs> fantastic time I had there. Uh, oh, women! Oh, women! <laughs> I'm sorry. Something or throat. something. Because of... Uh, I was there. Women! Oh, man. Catch something. And... You know, I just have a child waiting for me in Belize now. Oh! (laughs) And with that, I feel like we should really come to a close here. Thank you so much for watching, everybody. This has been the Madhouse Podcast. Catch you next week. Yatta!